0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: We nothing nothing but
2: some on the podcast.
1: Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live noon o'clock Pacific time on this 12th of November, 2018. What's going on with everybody? Hope everybody's had a really good weekend on this Veterans Day weekend. Um, I know some of us um, don't have the luxuries as others as far as when it comes to work-related issues today, Um, but, you know, uh, over here, got my robe on to pour me some of the air yet. I'll go to my boy's restaurant after this and uh, have me a good old day. I don't really get weekdays off like this. So when I have a weekday off, I uh, really come to a dead end and a loss of what to do with myself. But um, as we mentioned, a Veterans Day weekend, <clears throat> where Veterans Day was yesterday, actually, usually it's on Monday, so I was a little confused on uh, uh, the whole everything about that obviously had members of my family in the military, those who served all around the world. Uh, it 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 really is the American dream in the United States for those that have fought for the freedom that we have
2: been afforded
1: basically our entire life. Um, history has its dark places, um, but whether it's dark there comes light out of every situation. So, um, do we live in a perfect country right now? No, it's really, really divided and um, <clears throat> far from perfect, but would we rather be anywhere else on earth? I'd say no <laughs>
2: um,
1: notable mentions of uh of a place I would maybe consider Canada. What about um Spain, maybe. All right, no, fuck all that. I'm just thinking if if, if I was a uh, a basketball player who was not able to make the bigs, and have to pick somewhere uh, <laughs> like Stefan Marbury did over in Japan. But uh, no, man. Um, nonetheless, it was a really good weekend. I had some family down, being the reason that we had uh, that we're actually doing the show right now on this Monday instead of yesterday. Um. We, Me and Will have both had some things going on, and our schedules just didn't match up with each other, and um, it wasn't like a, uh, a normal type of day where, yeah, you know what, I just don't feel like doing this shit today. I, hey, I was ready to come on this show right after I seen Tony Bellew take that huge left hand, but no, we had family members also with my grandmother's 80th birthday over the weekend, so I had a whole lot of family down from Southern California, um, further out from the left coast, um, even from so far as Hawaii. So um, it was a a big gathering over the weekend, and up until this point, I just had my family members leave about maybe 11 o'clock, an hour previous from now. So it was a, a long Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But, uh, nonetheless, a really good weekend, really good turnout, and uh, it was a uh, good spending family time together. I, I, I don't ever really get time like that. I have a big family, and we don't ever really, we don't, we're not a huggy, shaky hand, hang out, tell good things about each other type of a family. So, you know, a little bit different. But, nonetheless, man, I want to, See what's going on with my man Willis, see if he had himself a good old weekend and um, what's going on with him on the Monday, because we had a whole lot of everything go on in boxing and including the sports world in itself. So um, let's take it to the southern portion of the United States in Houston, Texas, and see what's
2: going on with my man D. Willis Wilson.
1: What's good, my brother? How you doing, man?
2: Oh, man, doing good, man. Uh, Great day. (laughs) it's a little cold out here the winter is coming in hopefully it don't last too long maybe a couple of days we'll see how it goes but you know just another day another day another dollar you know i'm not off but i'm at the crib because you know that's how i do it um but yeah man it was some good boxing great well I i wouldn't say a lot of boxing but it was a good good fight this weekend um I caught like maybe one or two of the. I, I caught the main fight, uh, the Usyk fight, and I, I think I caught the. Uh, I've caught a little bit of the champion, the um, the World Series fight. So uh, we got a, a little bit stuff to talk about. I know there's a lot of news, man, and also you know last night we didn't have a, we didn't have a show, uh, so and I was, I was up uh, bsing, and you know I usually listen to guys other other shows on the, on the. YouTube and on the internet, and I was uh, partaking in Dante's Nation yesterday. And, and I'm a, you know, very I'm a fan of his. I enjoy what he does. Usually agree with, agree with all. Then yesterday, it went right went right to the guys' heads. These guys, guys, these new guys, they think they know it all, but um they think they, but they don't really, live, really listen. They're not very smart human humans when you listen when you listen, when you listen, to him, man. So I'm gonna break that down a little bit later on just how much of a joke a lot of these guys are and and what they think and what and they have no idea or clue about and how they call other people, you know, they'll call you, you know, I I was on there and I was called that. I hate Floyd Mayweather. Right. And we all know that to be bullshit. Right. Because you don't see it yeah. exactly how other people see it. You know, they'll call you all kinds of names. They think they know you. They were, you know, Guys, that you would slap the shit out of, really, you know what I'm saying? But it, it really, it really even wasn't like that. It's just a lot of disrespect. They think they know you. They think they know what you're talking about, but they don't listen because what they blame other people of of being, you know, how they, you know, everybody's racist against this these people and racist against the, these people, which they are, which I agree with. The exact same way. They're the exact same way, just on the opposite side. And they don't they don't understand, and it's poor, poor them. And I understand that, and I understand they're not very educated, and they don't really understand, you know, anything, anything, anything logical mm-hmm. unless they agree with it. If if they don't agree with you on this one point, you're a stand. They call one guy a coon, all this stuff, which we do over here too. You know what I'm saying? But not with the same veracity, the vigor of what they do. It's just these guys are clowns, and it's it, you know. And, and I'm going to break that down a little bit today because, you know, that got me Yeah.
1: understandably so. I think that's why I always enjoyed uh, the format that we had with each other um, over at OTG before we came here, minus the dictatorship. But, you know, we all, we all never agreed on certain things. We all seen things a different way, but it never came so far as well well, you don't know shit about boxing. Well, you're a casual, you're a cool You don't know, you know, you're a racist or whatever, whatever. So, uh, you know, I see that stuff out there, and especially on uh, other forums. Um, You know, I I know about Dante's Box Nation, um, uh, the boxing voice when they had the callers come in. And, uh, you know, I've never been enticed to go on there just because, you know, out of respect for our show, I don't really want to associate with those guys and try to become some sort of pledge hammer or, or put money in those guys' pockets, because they ain't putting money in ours. But when it comes to the fact of different opinions of those people, and, and just, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's tongue-in-cheek when I say boxing fans are some of the most miserable fans in all of sports. But, you know, for the most part, that comes from when someone has an opinion and you have a different opinion from that, and then the ugly comes out of it, and that, it's just... I, I guess it's never going anywhere. It's gonna be like that forever. Everybody has a you know their way of thinking, it, and that's it. And if you don't see it, then it comes all those insults. But hey, eh, you know, uh, once you break down into it, we'll we'll definitely get into that shit. But other than all that, man, how was the uh, the weekend and all that? The um, uh, Veterans Day weekend, man. Uh, I was wondering if it was getting cold over there because this show is getting cold over here. And uh, I think we hit about maybe 36 degrees at night already. So, I don't know how cold that is for you guys over there. But for me, I'm getting ready to pull out my hoodies, scarves, gloves, long socks, leggings, all that shit. My leg sleeves, everything. It's, it's getting cold out here, man. So, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it during the Legging day during the that. Just remember no, that you leg said sleeve. legging. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, leg sleeves. Hey, you know I hit you up about an hour ago. Leg sleeves. woke
2: please. up and Come on. Hey, uh, hey, Lately, hey, I'm just saying bro. you said like it's hey. not me. I just I did say that. But yeah, man, no, it ain't got hey. it ain't got that cold yet. We're at about fifty one. But it's it's dropping and it's been a little rainy. 51. But you know, it ain't yeah, we ain't at thirty eight yet. We're at about fifty. You know, I, it's it's good enough where I can keep the I could keep the uh this the, the A C off and we're at about sixty eight at the crib. So, you know, I might have to turn on the heat every now and then. That's where we're at, though. it ain't that bad. Ooh.
1: Well, all right, shit. Let's get into this boxing talk there. Now that we had it. Uh, yo, so I know I came on the preview show that you had had on Wednesday talking about Usage ain't got no pop. He couldn't pop a, a grape in Napa Valley wearing golf shoes or whatever it was I said. Uh, being a little disrespectful to the guy. Gave him all the skill in the world when I knew that he, uh, the skills that he obtained, even so much so, I gave him credit to about his boxing skills that if he was a different color of a fighter, maybe not too many people would love him and throw a little bit of shade at him. We all know the underlying meaning behind that. But um, <clears throat> was watching the uh, was watching the the fight, our little VIP hookup. Um, and uh, it it was going smooth. It was going real smooth. First three rounds really looked like Tony Bellew was going to pull off this movie type of a title change. Um, Usyk looked frustrated early on in the fight. And, uh, you know, Tony Bellew, big belly guy, not the most physically imposing or most in shape elite level looking type of an athlete got gas
0: got gas.
1: And I mean, I was watching towards the seventh round. Like this fight might be ending real soon here. Cause the way Bellu's defense was just so bad. He was just looking like he was in survival mode early. And when you're in survival mode in the seventh round, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, there's a five rounds of the longest time of your life. <laughs> um, so I was really surprised to see Bayou one put together a really good first three rounds. Frustrating a guy with more skill that he had. Um, better length, reach, all that good stuff. Uh, but Usyk was able to put together a following with the left hand that, if you notice, right before the knockout, he had touched him with that same left hand, but if you put a 1 to 10 ratio of how much oomph was behind it, <clears throat> probably was about a, a 3 out of 10. It was just a kind of a follow-up, almost maybe a maybe a, a feel-out. Uh, what kind of a punch he was maybe just testing the waters for that he could put more into it like he finished up with. And when Bellu ate that soft left, okay, well, I'm going to get it right, and then I'm going to go back to that left. full on into it. Turn in his hips. And the slow-motion replay of it where the blood just looked like a nose fart of red mist that came out. As soon as Belly, I mean, before he even hit the ground, I said to myself, it's over. No way he's getting up from that. And that quick instance, Looking up at the lights for a quick second, there Tony Bellew was looking at the top of the arena, like, "Oh, this is pretty well constructed. Who put that sign up over there?" He looked at the top of the arena, as I like to mention, when he took a big shot. Uh, I felt bad for the guy. Um, this is a uh, kind of the, this is kind of the way that I kind of I expected Bellew's career to go out after you know. Doing the Creed movie and things like that, it's just hard for me to believe a guy's going to be involved in Hollywood acting and at the same time being in the thick of the the thick of the shit, so to speak, when it comes to being in the boxing game that you don't play. Ask Sam Hyde about that really gruesome high injury also on that card but uh the the reason I, I was picking Usyk was because of the, the skill that he had over him and I figured he would be able to put his shit together and take care take care of business as usual, but I didn't think that he was gonna be able to put that kind of pop on him. Um and uh another reason, not to discredit Usyk at all, thought that Tony Bellew's uh debut at heavyweight and uh I mean, you know, clear cut clear, clear cut washings of David Hay. Um, I I thought it was something that was overvalued, something that wasn't nearly as what a lot of people were thinking it could have been as far as uh, level of accomplishment at the heavyweight division. You know, hey, he passed the eye test. But, you know, when he first announced that fight with Bellu, he's been gone for so long. He's like, well, well, is he cashing out, trying to get some money? Then he had a second one after the torn Achilles. And really just had no legs and just complete utter beatdowns. Pretty sure if I put on about twenty five pounds, I could get in the ring and you know run and put some circles around David Hay to probably get a twelve twelve round decision victory for myself. Uh but uh overlooked uh um, and and not only that for Alexander Usyk, uh, I, I was wasn't uh, uh impressed with the finale of the Muhammad Ali cruiserweight tournament that they had in which he had uh, basically a guy in the championship fight and won Murat Gafia who to me looked so mentally weak in that fight that I couldn't give him a solid victory for that it sounds like I'm discrediting him but the guy was just covering up and Trying to hit a home run with one shot and not putting punches together, getting beat up, not letting his hands go, not not made of the right stuff whatsoever. But Usyk pulled that off and ended up sending Tony Belly to the retirement home with that left hand. Impressive victory nonetheless, Willa. And I can admit, hey, maybe there's uh, maybe there's some rumblings for a reason about. Alexander or Oleksandr Usyk moving up into the heavyweight division because a guy with that body frame and the uh, amount of skill that he possesses, he's going to be a problem for a lot of guys. Now, if that power could carry over, and uh, you know, he could be doing something. He could be doing something. You know, I could definitely see him giving, uh, you know, the back half of the heavyweight um, issues, you know, so. He could definitely do some things, but uh, especially with his skill, he's not going to allow himself to get hit by some of these guys who are just, you know, uh, using that to their advantage at the heavyweight division. But Willa, if I was to give him a letter grade, I gotta give uh, I gotta give him a B plus. I think um, would have been an A, but losing the first three rounds takes away from that A. But regardless, though, he found a way to uh, to to pull it out and. He basically found the punch that he wanted to use, and that one ultimately had Tony Bellew at the bottom half of the rope, looking like he was ready for the six-one-nine. I uh, give him a B plus in effort, <clears throat> or a B plus in his performance, and I was really, really impressed by by uh, Alexander Usyk. Uh, w- what was your take on the fight, man? It, was there uh, any t- any point? I, I remember you texted me saying that you thought they might have they might have been trying to, or they might have uh, had a case to rob the man at one point or another. I know that it was looking bad from the beginning, but for Usyk to dig deep and find his way out of that 3-0 hole, going into the seventh and then taking over that and then ultimately finishing in the eighth, um, hell of a performance by Usyk. I'm I, I can't. I'm not going to discredit anything of this fight like I did against his uh, fight with Murad Gassiev. What was your thoughts on this fight, Willa, when you
2: were watching it? Because I know we were both on it at the same time. Uh, yeah, definitely. I was. It was a good fight, man. Um Bell, you, I think, sort of shot. Everybody came out trying to box, uh, doing a lot of counter shots. And I think for a second, uh, uh, Usyk was just coming in. He was trying to figure out what was going on. And it looked like a guy that was trying to, that knew he was on the biggest stage of his career and was trying to make something happen. So first two rounds, I gave to, um, to Bell U. The third round, I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember having having um, uh, Usyk winning from the third round on. And, you know, and I came in a fan of Bellu, and this is how it went for me. Like, I, I came in a fan of Bell low-key, you know, not yep. thinking he could win, but low-key wanting him to win, you know. Cause I like him, I like Tony Bellew. So he's coming in, he's doing good work. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, I see what's going on. Then third round comes, I'm like, okay, Usyk get looks like he's starting to handle it. Fourth round comes in, I sort of get, I'm sort of getting pissed off by the commentators. I'm listening to Sky Sky Sports, right? So it's the black guy. I don't even know these guys' names because I don't listen to it. I know pop, it's the black guy that wears all the tight clothes. And then there's Polly Malignaggi. Then there's some white guy. Like they're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're getting, oh, you know, Bellew's outboxing him. It's looking great, Bellew. I've got him. And that's why, at, at you know, around the fifth, and they were still like, you know, and Bellew was still hanging around, but it was like they were still giving, they were still giving, uh, uh giving Bellew points, you know, giving him rounds, even though I felt like he was just he was getting beat. And I understand that, he you know, every time he would throw a shot, it was a power shot. So it's like at, at four, after a while, he just turned into like a counter puncher, and he just wanted to throw that straight right, I believe. And uh, so he would hit him with hit those shots. Everybody would go crazy, but he really wasn't hitting them, and it wasn't doing anything to Usyk. He got him one time where I think he sort of wobbled him a little bit. That might have been the second, maybe the third. I, I can't remember when it was, but you know, and, and I said they were trying to cheat him because they even had, I think, in the cars they had Bell U up, you know, before he got knocked out. So, you know, I saw it coming, but I thought it was going to come because, like you said, you know, Usyk isn't known for knocking people out. You know, we just saw him with the guy who he should have handled readily. He handled him, but he didn't knock him out. So, you know, I was like, uh-oh, he better do something because, you know, the way these guys are talking, these rounds are close, and they're not even really looking that close to me. You know, but Usyk started putting in the work. Next thing you know, I saw it like, like, just like he said, around that seventh. I was like, okay, yeah, this is probably about to be over. Sure enough, he went to sleep. Uh, Bell, you got up. He cried. Then I felt sorry for him again. Then I liked Bell, you again. After he came out, he said what, what a great champion Usyk was. That that was the best fighter he fought. And you know he made no excuses. So then I liked him again, man. So it was an up and down roller coaster by my life and dislike <laughs> of uh, Tony Bellew, due to just the the uh, the dick riding of of the commentators, you know. Because Bellew's the guy they wanted to win. Everybody knows that he's better. You know, he's a better promoter. He's you know he, he's just a bigger name than Usyk. Even though he's not even close to a better fighter, and that's what we saw. Uh, Usyk, I give him an A plus, man. I don't know what else, you know. Well, I won't say A plus. You, I'll give him an A. You know, he went against a great fighter. Well, not a great fighter, but a pretty good fighter. Um, and he got him out of there. The biggest, the biggest uh, show of his life. The biggest stage of his life. He came out there and he knocked him out. Uh, I think that was a big win. I think Usyk is going to solidify himself as a top five pound for pound guy. Um, and you know, we'll see what he can do. You know, we did bring up, you know, everybody's been bringing up the Joshua fights. I think they sort of said something about it in the, uh, in the, after the fight interview. But uh, I think he has come out since then and said, nah, nah, nah. He ain't ready for nothing, nothing like that. Uh, he's, he got hit by Bellu a couple of times. He gets hit by these big dudes like that. And he's going, it's not going to be the same. You know, Bellu was hitting him. He did get some flush shots. And Joshua and Wilder, and Ortiz and these top guys, they're gonna sleep you, you know. Now I know Dillian White, who I think who I who I used to like, but he's calling out cruiserweights now. I mean, I guess he's got to do what he's got to do. People got to eat. I feel him, but he's about to fight Chisora. Um, I guess you know he wants he wants him after that. It's you know it's a lot of stuff. I don't know if Usyk can fight heavyweight. The way he might just be too small for those guys. I'm not. Because these guys are two thirty. He's not Wilder. He's not uh, light and tall. You know, he's light and short for a heavyweight. So, you know, I don't think he wants that. If I was him, I just ha- have my reign as a cruiserweight and call it a day. And maybe my last couple of fights, I take it. I take a step. I think he is like thirty two, thirty three. So he doesn't have too much longer to go. But for now, he should just dominate cruiserweight and and just do his thing. Don't go up because might not be – I don't think he's got got what it takes to beat the top dogs up there.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not the top dogs. Not the top top dogs. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And it was a damn good performance, man. Um, I I don't have anything against Bellu. I kind of like the guy like you were saying uh, yourself. I kind of like the way – the whole respect level was as far as the uh, the press conference building up towards the face off with the handshakes while taking a photograph uh right after and then the the level of respect hugs and and raising of the hands at the end of the fight by Usyk raising Bellu's hand and uh, you know it's uh it, it's good to see that sometimes instead of the the typical way of having fights which I I I like it the shit talking and and uh, animosity and all that good stuff, but sometimes it's uh, it's all right to see the 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 uh, respect level by both fighters and all that good stuff. So it was cool to see that as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the the I bet Joshua and all those Joshua protectors would love to get a fight with Usyk. That'd be that'd be easy money for him and a big fight. But uh, you know that. It, <laughs> He, I, if, I think if he goes to heavyweight, it'll be a select few that he can go in there with. Similar to the way H- Hade's style was, when or Bellu's um, style was when he went to heavyweight. <clears throat> Him getting in there with a guy like David Hade was, uh, you know, damn good strategically. You don't really got to worry about too much. And you get a heavyweight resume under your belt. So, um, you know, that's cool. But uh, I, I got to say, I'm uh, definitely impressed with the way that the fight ended up going and ended up being in. No, hey, Tony W. <clears throat> I wonder what the over under would be about him coming back to fight because um, as of now, the gloves are hung up and we've seen the last of one Tony W. I think the guy's made it. more than enough money in his career to be at home enjoying himself, not worried about needing the fight to get some bread. Think he'll be okay, and um, I just wonder if we'll see him in the foreseeable future down the road. Uh, but I'm with you on the fact that Usyk should probably just chill, cool it out at cruiser. Um, you know, the, the, I don't like, I never like the idea of daring to be great. And uh, when you go to heavyweights, it's a pretty damn big dare to be anywhere near great in that division. Um, <clears throat> but hats off to him; I was really impressed. And, uh, you know, Usyk, uh, uh I, I had nothing against either of these guys. Um, you know, uh, I, I, Belly's a cool dude, and, and I, I, I'm glad that he's able to walk out on his terms, even though it unfortunately ended up with him looking up at the lights. But uh, we got Janelle with us, so I want to swing the phone lines around to Janelle and see how he's seen this fight happening. I'm uh, i i am not sure who, if I can remember, will, uh, uh, or I might be having a bad memory at this point in time, but I don't know if Janelle had a pick on either or who he had coming in. And Janelle sometimes says he makes a pick, but I don't know if he did make a pick, but that's just me. I, I had a few too many drinks this weekend, so I might have a bad memory loss, but hey, let's take it to Janelle. Janelle, what's going down, man? Uh, Happy Veterans Day weekend to you and yours. And um, what's going on with you this morning, my man, or this afternoon for you? I'm getting a little bit lost in time. It's hey, good with you, Janelle.
0: Hey, what's popping? What's popping? What's popping? Well, um, uh, the fight is, Well, much, first man. of all, I mean, uh, I was pulling for Bellu. I like Bellu. I knew who was going to be a tough fight, but I thought Bellu was going to pull it off. But uh, I mean, for a while, I man, Bellu was doing his thing, man. I mean, he was catching with some good counter rights. Uh, you know, some Bellu. He's got the fun. I mean, he's got some solid fundamentals, and, and, and you clearly saw it. But um, after a while, you know, he just started breaking him down. Started breaking him down, and then got him out of there. I mean, uh, Usyk has good skills, but going heavyweight, I think he gets slept. He gets slept by Wilder, Fury, or Joshua. I mean, even Joshua was pleasing, him, but I think Joshua will take the fight. I mean, Joshua might try to make that fight next because it's a big money fight, a uh, two European guys. So. Uh, it will definitely sell big in Wembley Stadium. It, um, in April I believe it's the open date. Um, I think he might have problems for a while, but after a while, his size and strength advantage will just pay off, and he's gonna knock him out. And and I agree with you. That's exactly what uh, AJ's uh, camp looking at because AJ's camp don't want the winner of Fury Wilder. Uh, uh not unless any one of them wind up getting stabbed or get shot or getting a car crash or something. Then the, and then they'll get on that fight ASAP. But um. Yeah, I that's mean, the fight that that, that, that AJ is, is looking at right now. I and mean, that's the only fight right now that actually, uh, outside of the top guys at heavyweight, that he um that he won't be nervous about taking. You know what I mean? But the fight itself, I mean, I, I fight was a real good fight. It was a real good cruiserweight fight. I definitely enjoyed every second of it. It, it was, and it was ended in dramatic fashion, uh, excellent knockout. But like I said, yeah, he goes heavyweight. It's going to be tables going to be reversed, but but it's not. He won't get up to give a, a interview afterwards. You know he's going to be sleeping for days, man. No, I'm with you. I'm
1: with you. I'm with you on that. Doug. Move to heavyweight would be a little bit crazy, but I can see why certain guys like uh, Anthony Joshua would love that fight. Definitely can make a lot of money and all that good stuff. But um, you think this is the last we've seen of Bellu, or you think maybe you know we'll get
0: that fighter? I think Bellu might take back a year every or so off and then come back he take a year or two off, and then, and then he'll come back, and then he'll uh, – because that urge is always going to be there, man. That's just how it is in the fight game, man. I mean, you retire from a loss of but yet in a couple of years, after your body's rested, you just still got to prove to yourself, like, hey, I still got the goods. It's not like the other sports. In this sport, you got your ass kicked, you know what I'm saying? And nobody wants to go out getting get their ass kicked like that, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, in about a year or two, he'll have never urge. and he'll come back, and he'll fight, and he'll fight again. I don't think he's going to hang it up. And not to mention, I mean, the guy was doing good in the fight. It's not like he was doing horrible. He was doing really, really good. You know, he just got broken down. And he got worn down. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, his skills set is still there. But like I said, after a while, eventually he's going to realize, okay. And not to mention, he's going to want a payday also. You know what I mean? So why not? Yeah. No, I'm you, Willa, you got anything to
2: follow up on any in the comments from Jeff? Uh no, uh I'm with Janelle. Um, I, but I think Bell you might be gone, man. You don't cry for two minutes in the ring and then come back. I think I think it's over for him. But we'll see. You know, he's still re- well. I think he's like 36, uh, around that age. So you know, he might have another another go at it with you know somebody else. But nothing. You know, he's he's his contention. For the championship is over. So, you know, it is what it is.
0: But yeah, shout out to um, Tony Bailey. Yeah,
1: yeah. Much respect to Tony You Shout out to him. Janelle, when you watched the fight this weekend, did you subscribe to The Zone? Because I know Simon was texting me saying that The Zone streams pretty good. So I guess, you know, The Zone's really getting out there. Did you check it out
0: that way? I know they had a, a free 30 day trial. Yeah, party, yeah, so. yeah. The uh, Zone is really good. It's like, I mean, the high definition is incredible. It's like you're right there, honestly.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. All right, all right. Well, all that money that that all that uh uh OA got, he put into some good cameras. Because that leads into the next subject that we got here, as far as the zone goes. Uh, <clears throat> this Saturday, November seventeenth. I know we'll uh, break more into it, but on Wednesday, but uh. Yeah, zone has got a pretty big card coming up uh, with the likes of Terrell Miller. Brandon Rios, hey, zombie Brandon Rios. He woke up from that Danny Garcia knockout. That's cool. Uh Rosado, Luis Aria, uh, Clarissa Shields, and, uh, yeah, they going to have a pretty big card going down at Kansas Star Arena. So um, I was wondering uh, how that zone stream was working out because they are, like Lauren had mentioned, uh, that they're doing something every weekend, and, uh they got a pretty big weekend coming up out here, so I was thinking if I should try out that that thirty day free trial of the Zone and check out how that streaming system works out. Because I mean, uh, might as well give it a shot. I can't, even though I'm not an Eddie Hearn kind of guy, you know, might want to check it out just for the boxing culture. But uh, uh, I think the uh, the deal we got right here is working out all right. But I was just wondering about that one. Um, I know I don't want to get into too much of that one because I know we'll take care of that, but. One thing that I will get into as far as another one moving up was uh, your boy, Willa, Julio Cesar Chavez Flambutero, oh, what it looks like, as big as that motherfucker is right now. Uh, I was surprised because uh, I've seen him make some uh, headlines in a fight that he'll be uh, getting in a dog fight, essentially, with the dog, uh, Alfredo i Angulo. Um, <laughs> I might be wrong. So the last time I seen him Fredo Gulo was when Canelo was beating the shit out of him like Stewie from Family Guy was beating the shit out of the dog Brian on that Where's My Money At meme. Uh, I don't know if he's fought since then or not, but the last time I seen him, he was getting the dog shit beat out of him talking about why they stopped the fight. And now he's getting in there with the new framed Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Will it? <clears throat> And Janelle, you as well. You, I mean, hey, you guys, we all know about physique and how things work out when it comes to uh, putting in the work at the gym and seeing the results come out a certain way. But have you ever seen or, <laughs> I mean, did you ever think you would see Julio Cesar Chavez as big as he is right now? I mean, I wonder, it looks like he's with, working with Heredia, uh, Victor Conti, working with the, uh, some of the likes of those because, my man's chopped up right now. He's pretty big. Julio Cesar Chavez might be trying to get his name in the hat of a fight with Alexander Usyk in the foreseeable future because he's kid big, he's pretty big, and it, it happened in, a, I'd say, a, a pretty quick fashion within a nine, uh, eight to nine months maybe of this transformation from the guy. But uh, it looks like a completely different fighter from the guy that we've seen uh, throughout over the last few years. Willa, did you uh, hear about this fight that was been announced? And... Uh, I guess the, the second part to the question is, um, is there any skeptical eyebrow raise from the new physique of one Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.?
2: Well, I don't, I didn't know the fight. I didn't hear anything about the fight being announced until you, so you uh, sent it. And yeah, we've seen Angulo. He had the brave He came back from that beating that he got from a uh, Cotto, I believe. And, uh, Yeah, we we seen it with the braid. We seen uh we seen a few other things. But uh we know he got his face smashed in, right? And then he had to have like constructive surgery, I believe. So we know this is this isn't serious. And but I've also seen my man Chavez Jr. come back. Um I seen the picture of him, think he's in his underwear, some, you know, ripped up flexing. And you know, with him being thirty two years old. <clears throat> The transformation, even though you know, I was, it's fifty-fifty. Could something fishy be going on? Yes. Could he have just gotten the gym and got swole? Because he's not really swole, right? Because he's always been a big dude that's sort of pudgy and fat. He just turned it all into muscle, so he's ripped up, right? He's not. He didn't really yeah, look like he got, he got that much. Up. He didn't look like he got that much bigger. It just looked like he got ripped. You know what I'm saying? So he's probably gained some muscle, but muscle mass. But he looks like the same dude. So, you know, at 32, 31, 32 years old, you know, that's probably when you're in the the, the peak frame uh, with your body. You know, you might not be as athletic, but, you know, you you can turn your body into that easily. So I don't know where he is. If if he comes out that he's been cheating, I wouldn't be surprised. But – (laughs) <laughs> we don't know of him to, if he. We don't know of him to do those kind of drugs. You know, he usually sticks to <laughs> the marijuana and the cocaine. Is what is what I know him for. So, you know, until I'm not going to prove, I'm not going to put anybody in there until they're in there. You know what I'm saying? Once you get, once something comes up, then I, you know, I'll have that uh, skepticism about him. Um, but until then, I, I've heard nothing about that. I know a guy that has unlimited resources got swollen, man. So, I mean, got ripped up. And that that could happen if you take it serious. So, we'll see how he comes out and fights, you know, after since his last fight against uh Canelo when he let the whole Mexican race down. Um maybe maybe that they got to him. Maybe he's starting to take it serious now. So, we'll see. I always got a thing a a a place in my heart for Julio Cesar uh Chavez Jr. um because he should have been the prince of Mexico, but he's giving it up. But there's always second chances, so we're gonna see. He started it off with Angulo, who's who's in the lost his last couple of fights, I believe. Um, the dog. So I'm not really hype about it, but yeah. well, I might I might watch it. I might not. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it could be a good it could be a good Mexican. Uh, I wouldn't say bum off, but
2: somewhere in those in those type
1: of in that type of a realm. Because, uh, yeah, like you said with Angula Laws' last few fights, we all remember when uh Arislandi Lara lumped his eye up like one Sam Hay that just happened this weekend. Uh, but I think the only reason I, – I, I'm never one to, you know, be like Seattle Simon and have some sort of skeptical uh, uh, eyebrow raise to everybody who gets some sort of different muscle mass of a definition. But when it comes to Travis Jr., it's just been a kid who's been known to be so lazy. Um, so lazy, and this is not me saying he's lazy. That's coming from his father saying that this kid don't have no heart, he's lazy, don't want to work, don't want to listen. For someone to just all of a sudden get a work ethic, that's the only reason I'm kind of like, hmm, because you can have guys out there who had a work ethic all their life, but they don't have the same type of uh, genetics uh, as others, and you know, they're not able to achieve this type of a frame that Travis Jr. has right now. So that's the only thing about it that I kind of uh, think to myself about with an a eyebrow raises, the fact that the kid was so lazy and, and uh, is most famously known for always, you know, eating that bowl of cereal in his pink underwear with some red bloodshot red-ass eyes. And we already know what kind of fun activities who the Travis likes to get in, hanging out with uh, – Family members of one El Chapo Guzman, and uh, like you said, he has pretty much any door he wants to open. From where he's from, he can do so. <laughs> Chavez Jr. is definitely clicked up, and uh, I was just a little surprised about that. But I'm looking forward to the fight. I'm definitely looking forward to the fight. I want to see that one work out, and it's 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 crazy to say because it's not a fight with uh, you know elite level fighters or nothing like that. It'd probably be a a B-level fighter, and a C-level fighter, like that. But looking forward to seeing how that shit works out. Might be a cool little scrap. A cool little scrap. We'll see how that turns out. But, um, you know, moving along, Floyd has uh, kept his name in the headlines by plan or by default, whichever one you might want to lean towards. Um, but
2: it's crazy. We talked a little bit about it
1: last Wednesday, I believe, with uh, – with uh, JP and everybody, when you talk about a fight that was so hyped as the mega fight of all time, being Pacquiao Mayweather, and how it had a well, what was it like? Seven years too late when it happened. If you were to hop back in a time machine and go tell every boxing fan back then uh, in 2009, tell them that the fight that you all so want. Bad. The fight that they crave the most for. The fight that they just told the boxing gods to make this happen, please, one way or another, just make it happen. In 2018, nobody would give a shit about it. People would, in fact, not want to see it if it's on the table. But Manny Pacquiao did a recently interview uh, and was talking about Floyd's out of retirement and I need that rematch before I can retire because I can't live with myself if I can't get that rematch and a chance to prove myself otherwise. Obviously, he's speaking verbatim right now. Uh, but he has, in that same interview, said that the boner fight is in January, and after that, he likes to. He would like to avenge his loss against one Floyd Mayweather. Uh, <clears throat> Floyd did say he wanted to tune up before anything else would happen moving forward. Thought that we were going to get that with tension. and Natsukawa. Didn't happen. Now, do we think that this ultimately will also not happen? Because, uh eh, never want to look forward, but I feel like Manny Pacquiao is just looking towards the dollar signs more than the invention of a loss. But uh we already know what I said about this one coming forward. I don't think Pacquiao is going to get afforded the opportunity because I don't think that Pacquiao will beat Adrian Broner in January. But, Willa, crazy as it sounds, let's just say Pacquiao does beat Adrian Broner in a 12-round decision where Broner doesn't let his hands go. Or, hell, let's say Pacquiao drops Broner and then finishes off the fight really one-sided. Uh <laughs> Is there anything that could get you up for a rematch between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao? Because it's a fight that I know people are tired of hearing about possibility-wise or whatever, whatever, because how long this shit's been going on for. But uh, I'm all for it. I think that, hey, we're lucky to have Floyd Mayweather still keeping his name around and, and possibly throwing his name in the hat for fights. And I'm enjoying the fact that Pacquiao's still around because two years from now, both fighters would be completely extinct like the dinosaurs. We're not going to get any Mayweather Pacquiao two years from this point in time right now. So why not enjoy it while it lasts? Anything that, uh, any uh, any kind of hype for that fight still lingering somewhere in the bloodlines of yourself, Willa?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm not one to sit back and hate. Um, I remember, well, I don't really remember, but I know that back in the days, Older guys would do grudge matches, and you know I think Hagler and Hearns are uh, not Hagler Hearns, um, uh, Leonard and somebody they did it. Uh, I think um, Ali fought some guy when they he was older. You know things happen like that. That's that's something that that has been going on in boxing for a long time. Um, they're not fighting. I think Pyle yeah, does have some kind of for a championship, but we'll see. see. Um, I know Floyd has, Floyd, Floyd has fighting, Pacquiao has. Um, 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 if Pacquiao comes out here and 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 sort of have, if, if he can beat Broner, I think he definitely has a chance uh, to beat Floyd Mayweather, um, but I doubt, I still doubt it would happen. You know, so I would love to see that fight again to make it where it's a little closer, um wanted the first time, but still, you know, we get to see Mayweather suck the dreams and hopes out of all the haters um out there. So I would I would definitely watch the fight. Uh depending on how Pacquiao looked against Broner, which I think I don't know if it's a hundred percent confirmed, but Broner is sorta of confirming it. Uh so you know, if he Man, goes Pacquiao out there and he's moving, yeah. If he's if he's moving, um, you know, not he. he you know, he's not going 100 miles per hour, per hour anymore. But if he's out there going 80, 75, 80, the whole 12 rounds, like uh, 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 a Manny Pacquiao is known to do, or, is, if, or if we see, you know, a little acne on the back, you know, I would love to see something like that. And, and then we'll, Whoa, exactly. and then it'll get a little more hype for the fight, you know. I don't know if he can beat Broner. I hope he can't beat Broner. Like I like hope and pray to God that he can't beat Broner. But if he does, I'm definitely I'm definitely into the fight because Broner is a fighter out now. You know, Broner I think uh, against Mayweather right now, Broner would give him a little a little a little. Um, problem. So, you know, Floyd is old, man. He ain't been doing it. So, uh, you know, I would love to see the fight, you know, given that Pacquiao wins. If Pacquiao beats Broner, I definitely want to see the fight, and I would probably be hyped for it. I'll probably have a party. That's no cap. That's no hay yeah, yeah. on any. you know. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure you would be out watching, especially if he goes out there and beats Broner. You're definitely watching that fight. You know, everybody will watch it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man, definitely. I, I I like to hear the things come up in the news with these guys because, like I said, you got to savor the moment for the fact that Pacquiao being around for as long as he's been around, the man's got like 58 career fights, maybe, I think 60 right now. That's a long that's a long list of fights, man. In this game, to be around, the guy's moved up multiple weight classes by hook or by crook, however people want to say it. It's still impressive. Floyd Mayweather also for still being around the game, essentially beating the game. And uh, you know, staying in shape and possibly to be able to put on a show for a show that he's uh, shown he can do as of last August against Conor McGregor. It's, it's cool to see. I like to see the guys come back and still get in the ring and get some business done instead of uh, you know just leaving the game and never to be seen or heard from again. So that's cool. And then the plus, you know, Broner thrown in the mix is a wild card. And uh, you know, said by Bronner, said by Manny, that they got the fight going on in January. As we put out. In, in, in stone on paper as of right now or put out by Showtime or, or PBC or whatever, whatever, but still early November. So they got time to make this whole thing happen, and, and I'm looking forward to it uh, uh, definitely. But uh, some notable news that we could uh, scroll over through is uh, talking about the contender, Andre Ward's been promoting it, talking about it, doing his best as he does in a suit and tie. As one of the main guys of this series. Um, on November 9th, you had one Brandon Adams in the ring with spicy Shane Mosley, son of sugar Shane Mosley, obviously. And it went the way of Brandon Adams by a unanimous decision with the scorecards read 99, 91, 190, and 190 for Brandon Adams. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that. I mean, I I had I definitely had more, uh, I, I didn't know much about Adams going into this fight, but I definitely had Adams winning the fight because of the same reason that I didn't have Tony Bellew having much like, success um, after coming out with Creed. He was in the movies and all that, just like I mentioned earlier. But Shane Mosley, it's uh, or uh, Shane Mosley Jr. It's hard for me to believe in uh, a a fighter who essentially had a silver spoon growing up. Um, that's not a shot of him or anything like that. That's just my personal belief when it comes to a, uh, a, a fighter who's, uh, you know, similar to Julio uh, Cesar Chavez Jr., grew up the Prince of Mexico, wanted to get in the fight game, had a little bit of success. A lot more success than Shane Mosley Jr. ever obtained, but at the same time never was afforded the same opportunity. But... uh I don't know if uh I, 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 I hey, talked to Roy hey, about hey,
2: it. Let's cut let's cut this nonsense. First of all, Chavez Junior became a boxing star in the game for a second there. Um by default. But no, it wasn't by defaults because he was fighting boys and he was giving boys work. It just is what it was and he was out there giving giving oh, boys no, work. No, no, we no, saw no, no. we he, saw baby de- yeah, yeah, these are facts. We saw uh baby Mosley like one time on TV that was maybe I'm going to say three, four years ago, three years ago, four years ago, we saw yeah. him one time he came out, he barely beat a bum, and we haven't seen him since then. He got the opportunities. He just couldn't shine. They tried to, you know, there's a new wave of these young fighters. He was he was a guy that, a young fighter that they were trying to push. He came out. He had the flat top, I believe. His dad was there. He's supposed to be the real deal. He fought a guy. I think he was way bigger than him. um. And he barely got out of there, you know. Um, Chavez Junior would have mollywhopped a guy like that, easy work. So let's not compare easy these work. guys. I understand. I understand that they both grew up with uh, you know uh, with uh, uh, legendary boxer fathers, and they both probably cannot get to that level. Yeah. But that's about it. That's all. That's where the comparison is. Uh, junior, uh, yeah. Junior really really ain't that good. Um, Says that Chavez Jr. It yeah. was a champion.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that. Because Bob Aram, look, man, when when Julio was with top rank and Bob Arum, Bob Arum knew how to get that guy good fights and fights so that he could win. As soon as he left with Bob Aram and top rank, that's when
2: his career derailed. So, you know, was that's he... That's when he started fighting the top guys and losing. That's not derailing. That's when that's his when he, career peaked and it was over. So that's as high as he wasn't going to go. He wasn't going to be his father... He isn't that good, but this other guy, Mosley, peaked a long time ago. So that's what I'm saying. That's why we can't compare. Only thing we can compare is that their fathers were good. We can't really compare them because Mosley, we saw him one time and he didn't get it done against the bum. They were trying to put him on TV against the bum, and he couldn't get it done. We haven't seen him on TV since then. Yeah, because, hey, the kid passes the eye test.
1: He looks like he's got a good length, uh,
0: good physique,
1: and all that good stuff. But, yeah, he just he just ain't got it like that. Just he just ain't, ain't got it like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he yeah. just
1: ain't got it like that. I mean, like it or
2: not, Chavez uh, Jr. could fight. He might not have a good fight, like, but uh, he was out I, there I like fighting. Yeah. He was just yeah, on yeah. cocaine I, I and like, – uh and we and and, and Mosley junior probably isn't even on any of that. that's the thing. Mosley Jr. looks like he's a straight laced <laughs> guy out here, you know, living life the best way, you know the best that you know, and he's a good guy, and he- but he can't box, and Chavez jr could box, but he's on cocaine and weed and prostitutes so, oh. and getting robbed by prostitutes <laughs> yeah. that hurt my heart Get That just robbed. hurt my heart. I thought about that getting robbed by prostitutes. Yeah. So. The boy Chavez Jr. <laughs> oh,
1: man, talk about living his best life. a <laughs> Chavez Jr. I love that kid, man. I like that guy a lot. It's just hard to try to compare anybody. I mean, but the the whole idea of of kids growing up with a uh, father who is a famous boxer, dare I say, legendary boxer, it's damn near impossible to live up to that those expectations, and it happens all the time in, in, in football, basketball. Um, look at uh, Jordan's kids, uh, Jeff and uh, I can't remember. It might have been a junior, but it's just hard for guys to live up to the greatness of their father. And you're right, um, I, I, I analogize it a little bit from both guys' point of perspective, but you know, uh, Julio did accomplish a lot in his career. He did pretty good for himself. He made himself a, a lot of money. And um, you know, people can throw some shade at Julio for whatever reason, but he had a pretty pretty good career uh, coming from uh, you know a kid who could have just been at Prince at home, still living at still living in his dad's castle and stuff like that. So you know, but uh, Shane Mosley Jr. Uh, ain't much sugar, ain't much spice, but that kid, uh, you know, at least he's he, he got a little bit of name for himself. Maybe the best thing he can do is. Uh, Figure out some sort of communications or networking with, somewhat in between the, the lines of boxing or or analytics things like that. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a quick wrap for uh, Mosley getting uh, another chance at some shine and didn't really pull it off. So um, that happened. Um, and I think the uh, one other thing I want to get to was, uh, I mean, speaking of boxing and everything, it, it was kind of making the waves a little bit. Did you see the guy's eye, known from the name of Sam Hade. Uh The guy had one of the uh, – he had himself an angulo eye. We've seen these orbital eye injuries that, that occur and things like that. But um, the one thing that I kind of was looking at was when his eye was messed up like that in the eighth round in the fight in which he was winning, he had about mm, – A minute and 30 seconds left, something like that, with his eye looking the way it was. And he was still trying to fight, trying to finish the fight. The opponent, whose name I will not butcher, was attempting to target that eye and really make him pay for trying to be a tough guy. In that situation, Willa, if you were the corner of one Sam Hayes, you throwing the towel right away? Because it seemed like they waited a little while before they threw the towel. Because there was definitely no quitting the guy. Ballsy, Brit, ballsy Englishman who, he's a tougher guy than me. As soon as I seen my eye, or felt my eye, or sensed my eye like that, I'm going to pull a tub wide and say, Oh, I got a quad injury. Can't finish it What was out. his name? I didn't see you. His name was Sam Hyde. Uh, I believe, or hate. Um,
2: <clears throat> H-Y-D. Uh, it was, uh,
1: yeah. Um, let
2: me see. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I see it. Yeah, that boy got that
1: Angulo eye, dog. Yeah. That yeah, was him. ugly, bro, because that had happened in the. The
2: eye looked when ugly, he but game. he don't look that fucked up, though. Yeah, because
0: he yeah, was But yeah, you winning probably got to cut
2: that out. Yeah, like his face, the rest of his face looks all right. It's just that eye is popping out like that. No, he's got a little yeah. bloody lip. The other side is clear.
0: Yeah. Cuz he was doing yeah. interviews afterwards cuz he was the uh
1: he was the co-main, I believe, before Belly Usyk. So, uh okay. he was chilling ringside. He was chilling ringside after the his fight and was just ready to watch the other fight with his one eye that was working. He was doing interviews and everything. And I mean, this one looked a lot worse than than that Angulo eye, but I mean, the the
0: crazy thing about you it... you said it looked worse.
1: The fight. What's that? You said this one was worse. Oh yeah, it looked it looked worse to me. Uh, I think maybe because Angulo disappeared after the he got out of the ring, but this guy was hanging out, so his body was, you know, it was uh <laughs> it was showing more effects of the aftermath lingering <laughs> from the the fight that he just had. So it was probably swelling up a little a little chunkier. If you if you look up Sam Hayden on YouTube you'll see the first thing that comes up is uh, uh, one of the ringside interviews where he's waiting for Bellew and uh, and Usyk to come out. And it just looks like, I mean, it's a whole portion of the side of his face. But the crazy thing about it was he was winning the fight. Um, I, believe, uh, I believe Eddie Heron said that the scorecards read him in favor, six rounds to two in his favor, that he was winning. And just couldn't go on with that injury. He tried.
0: He tried.
1: But doing the And they just was tapping that (laughs) eye. He tried.
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah. I know, big, you know, a big ass, this was a big ass arena, you know, big ass stage to be out here fighting on. So, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I imagine if he tried and you could say he tried and people could say he tried, uh, you know, he won't take that much of a loss from losing, you know, if you know what I mean. You know, if it looked like he tried and he was whooping this guy. Because, yeah, like I said, his face, the other side of his face looks all good. But like you know, this is boxing. Guy counted him a couple of times. Obviously, I wasn't. A, it, it was a punch, right? I wasn't yeah. hit. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a punch. It wasn't you know, a headbutt was or something like
0: okay. that. It was,
2: uh, yeah. yeah, it was a punch. It was a punch, like Yeah, guy stopped the bombs like that. Yeah, so yeah. you know, we'll. See. I, I didn't watch the fight, so I really, I really can't comment on it. But it looks, it pretty yeah, really crazy. Yeah, but I think it
1: was just his, his eyes swelled up like within two minutes of the eighth round, and he fought until. Maybe about fifty seconds left before his trainer threw in the towel. I'm just like, if it's a, a that obvious of an eye injury, you know, I might have to slap the shit out of my trainer for letting me hang in there for
2: another minute and some change
1: instead of getting me out of there. Because that one right there looks like that's gonna be a no. Nah, you got to save some face, man.
2: It might, but you got to save some face. Uh, you know, this is a big stage. Show the people. You just go out, you get a, your eyes hurt, and you're like, hey, I just can't go on. I'm whooping this guy, I just can't go on. That's gonna leave a sour taste in people's mouth about you, you know. So you put in a good what you said, 50. You put in 210, a good 210 of work. Showed the fans that you know had the fans sort of rooting for him, rooting for him to win. You know what I'm saying? And then then you can bow out, but you don't just bow out that early. I mean, you know, you can't get mad at him if he does, but it's not gonna, you're not gonna want to see him anymore you going to remember this guy bowed out, or you going to remember, hey, this guy, he yeah. he was whooping that guy ass, got caught, swole up, but he was still trying to – he still trying to, I want to see what he got. You know, that's a little different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's a, that's a tough one to swallow, man, because that's going to be a good month and a half before your eye comes yeah. out right. Like, that's what looks like, you know, that's going to be a lingering injury for a little while, and he might have to take off an extended period of time, maybe a couple – you know, maybe three, six months extra from what it normally takes for him to uh, get a fight or, uh, or move along from one fight to another, but that was a tough one. i seen that one, and was just like, yeah, there's some ugly shit going on in that ring. You don't play boxing, as they always say, ladies and gentlemen, but um, I think that's uh, pretty much the basis of what we had to get covered for this week. Uh, like Will said, there's not a whole lot of boxing, even though there was boxing, we got a uh, Big cards coming up this weekend and and all that all that, and uh, I'm sure it's only Monday. By the time we get to Wednesday, there's going to be everything that happens in between it, in between the ropes and out, and especially before Sunday, we're going to have a a whole lot more going on. Especially with the, uh, I'm really sure we're going to have a uh, some good sound bites coming on Sunday after Jarrell Big Baby Miller, um, defeats his opponent who is a no name guy. Dizone style, but um, no love loss with him, Eddie Hearn and Zone, that's going to be interesting because he's a disgruntled employee for DAZN as of right now because he can't get the Joshua fight that Eddie Hearn and Joshua had promised to him. And those guys lie a lot, but um, sure, we'll get some good sound bites and all that good stuff coming towards the end of the week, but um, as of right now, Willa, if there's anything I missed that you want to cover up... Uh, Is is there anything else that we uh, needed to touch on before we get ready to wrap it up and uh, enjoy the rest of this day for?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Real quick, man. Let me tell something to these guys that call themselves the new boxing media. They call themselves new media. And what I think that is is some kind of play. It's some kind of play at woke media, right? And like I said, I enjoy these guys. I really do. I follow them. I listen to them. I learn from them. You know, I I get some boxing news from them, right? So it's never any hate with what I'm saying and what's going on. But, you know, we can't have – you've got to live in the facts, not the woulda-coulda, not the shoulda-woulda, but what happened, what's going on, right? And when it comes down to Floyd Mayweather, I believe Floyd Mayweather is arguably the goat. He is one of my favorite fighters of all time. I respect everything that he does in boxing but you you. You know, you yeah, you cannot be real with yourself if you don't think once the twenty the twenty plus million dollar check started rolling in, he then played the game a little different. He maneuvered. He picked and chose who he wanted to fight and made himself the greatest. And that's not a shot at him. That's what he did. You know, so when people, when I when I say that Canelo took his blueprint and he is doing what Floyd does, that has nothing to do with Floyd Mayweather's skills. There has no hate on Floyd Mayweather. It has nothing to do with any of that. What it has to do with is Canelo saw the blueprint of what Floyd did. I can pick and choose. Once I make the money, I can pick and choose who I want to fight. And when I say pick and choose, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean cherry pick. That doesn't mean cherry pick. That means when mandatories come up, you don't necessarily fight the mandatories. That, therefore, RC, you're picking and choosing what fights you mm-hmm. want to fight, Correct. I mean, if you don't fight your mandatory, you're picking and choosing. Now, that's not saying that Floyd didn't fight top-name guys because he's still the greatest. Two things can be true. Floyd could have finessed the game, which is great. It's great that he finessed the game. And he became the greatest while doing it. That's not hate on Floyd. That's double love. He did that. And if you can't admit that, so, so when I say Canelo, so when people say, oh, Canelo's fighting this guy, what is Caleb Smith or whoever he's about to fight going up, I say, hey, man, he won't fight as mandatory, Charlo, he's ducking him. I'm like, and I'm a, I'm a Canelo fan, and I say, he probably is ducking Charlo, but he doesn't need that fight to become great. And he's picking and choosing like Floyd Mayweather did. Floyd Mayweather ne- may have necessarily didn't duck some guys, but there were some guys that he didn't fight. And he did that strategically. And we've got to admit that to ourselves. And you, you, uh, you new media, a.k.a. Floyd Stans. I'm a Floyd fan. You guys are Floyd Stans, and you don't admit it to yourself, and it's crazy. So then, you know, you come on the show, and, and the first thing I mentioned was our podcast, RC. Get that right. Right. So, it, you know, not, not get that right, but please believe that. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming on there. That's the first thing I said. And I'm coming on with all love. And, I'm, and, and, and yep, they were yep. trying to compare Canelo not fighting war, uh, not fighting uh, Jacobs. I mean, not Jacobs. Canelo not fighting Charlo, right? Because this is mandatory to uh, Triple G and Joshua. And I was just coming on the point to point out that we can't compare um, Canelo to those two guys because Canelo has fought guys, right? Canelo has fought guys. And they say, well, he should have, would have, could have won. I don't give a fuck about that. That's not the way I maneuver. I do the same thing for everybody. What does your resume say? I don't care if you were supposed to win, you weren't supposed to win, you got robbed, you got cheated. You don't never hear me bring up, oh, my guy got robbed in that fight. I take it as it is what it is because that's the type of guy I am. I'm an is what it is guy. And I, it ain't all about emotions. Canelo has beat, has, has wins. That's what I'll say. He has wins over top guys. Triple G don't have that. Joshua don't have that. Well, Joshua has, he's, out, he's, he's sort of fighting all right, guys, now. Not he, he just has Klitschko really, and you know so. So when I come on and say that they're jumping, they they automatically because they're so emotional and defensive of Floyd, their master, that they talk about oh so who would win if if Canello fought uh if Canelo was uh thirty eight and he fought a uh, uh, young twenty three year old Floyd. And I said, Floyd would still win because he's better. That has nothing to do with my motherfucking point. And these, and these guys don't understand that. And it's so ridiculous. They blame the old media, right, because that's their thing, new media, old media. They blame the old media for yeah. dick riding the white fighters, but they just dick ride the black fighters, right? And I don't dick ride it, but I, I'm usually on their side. That's the, that's the crazy thing about it. But I can call it what it is. I can say Canelo's my favorite fighter. And if a nigga said Canelo's on steroids, I'll say, and? So what? Because I know that this motherfucker was probably on steroids. That don't mean I don't like him less or more. I don't like him less. If two things can be true. I can still fuck with a guy but know that he's doing some other stuff. I can still know that Floyd is the best and know that he finessed the game and know that Canelo's trying to do the exact same thing as he's doing. And he he can't do it as good as he can because he's not better or or he's not even as close to as good as Floyd Mayweather is at boxing. But he's pretty damn good. So he can shake and bake. He made he paid his dues, like it or not, like Canelo or fucking not, he paid his dues to get up there. It took him it was a shorter it wasn't even a shorter time. How many fucking fights does Canelo have? Come on. Canelo paid his dues and made it to where he's making $30 a fucking fight. So guess what? He's doing the Floyd Mayweather. I'm going to fight, and I'm going to pick and choose so where I can carve out my career the way I want it to go, and I can go down as one of the best Mexican fighters of all time. That's called finessing the fucking game. That's not hate on Floyd like we've gotta we've gotta wake the fuck up, we gotta wake up new media, old media, all of y'all are dick riding on somebody and don't want to admit it. That's all you gotta do if you admit that you're dick riding, then it's all good. you know, I'm not a stand of anybody, but I fuck with Canelo, so Canelo can get away with shit that other guys can't get away with. you know, I fuck with black fighters, so black most black fighters can get away with shit that other guys can't get can't can, can get away with. I admit that. But on the other hand, I'm not going to usually hate on some guy unless I'm just really trying to hate on him. You know, I do that on purpose. But it's it's all love with everybody, and and, and we just got to admit these things, and it'll make everybody better in the boxing community because, you know, everybody can't be on the show having the same fucking thoughts and ideas. That that makes no sense. Y'all are just clones then, just clone-ass niggas. Listen before you speak. And everything will be all right. And quick. And if you're gonna suck Floyd's dick, just let everybody know that you're sucking his dick. And, and that's it. Yep. And it was no hate on Floyd. You can't call me a Floyd hater. Said nothing this negative about Floyd. Yeah.
1: No. Uh, I, I second everything you just said. That I agree with everything for the for the most part. Even. Uh, finessing the game Floyd style, which you're 100% right on. I was um, I was back in that notion when Canelo had beat Miguel Cotto, and I felt like Canelo was basically took the juice from Cotto and was doing what Cotto was doing with the title, finessing the game, getting his money, picking and choosing, and going about, Things the way he wanted to go about things. Can't nobody dictate the way a fighter handles his career, especially when you're talking about Floyd Mayweather then, Saul Canelo Alvarez now. These guys are the big names and they get to do things that nobody else can do because they're bringing in the ducket, they're bringing in the dough. So if
2: anybody has a problem with that, get your name up like they did and do it as Joshua different way. Look, was in that in that same category as these guys, but he didn't pay his oh, fucking dudes. You know what I'm saying? Now he's got the same, and, and that's why you, I, I'm really never that mad at him because he's doing the same thing, but he just didn't have to pay. He don't have nobody on this list. No, you know what I'm saying? But hey, when guys is getting twenty plus million, they're not trying to give that up. It is what it is. Not at all. And man. we saw the best that the best to do it. He did that. The same thing these guys are doing, but not to the point, you know, not to the point of Joshua, where he ain't fighting nobody yet. You know, Canelo fought Triple G twice. Triple G was a top five pound for pound guy. Like, let's just get off the foolery. Floyd, Floyd got in there with everybody. <laughs> yeah, Floyd got in there with everybody, but he didn't get in there with he didn't get in there with everybody. And when he did fight the guys, the bigger names, it's arguable. You know, it's arguable but that that they weren't in their prime. Right? Because that's what they all say. Right? That's that, that's, that's their, everybody's say. excuse. Definitely. Everybody's excuse. You know. There is no you know, that's so what but I say. Well, uh, everything the, the is you know, it's not media, hate. Man. Yeah. New or old, they're all somebody sucking somebody's dick because nobody keeps it real. hmm Everybody wants to be right. And if somebody believes something different than you, you know, they're, you know, they're just. It, it would be one thing if, it, you know, when they say that I was a Floyd hater, that's when I'm like, what are you, you know, what is? But I, I, I have respect, so I'm just not talking over these guys. So it, it was what it was. But it's just like Floyd hater. They're like, you said Floyd, he fought Canelo when it was, it was it, like, guys, this has nothing to do with their skills. I'm not comparing their skills. I'm comparing their blueprint, and they couldn't understand it. That shot right over their head. That shot right over their head, and Mm -hmm. and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And, yeah,
1: Money Mayweather set
2: set the blueprint.
1: New or old, man, it don't matter. Everyone's going to have agenda-driven theories or opinionated sides of of, of whatever spectra it is going to be. And I've done it. We've all done it. But the difference of what we do over here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming from OTG, where we originated from, is we'll let you know what it is and then we'll tell you why we have our opinions and what we think about it in, in second-level depth. When it comes to those guys, they mask the fact that, oh, well, that's my guy, so this is why, this is, blah, blah, blah. They mask it and they try to talk about it as if it's coming from the same uh, – as as a as a hardcore boxing fan who doesn't have any favoritism or anything and is a mutual so or a neutral I should say, um, and yeah, for them to not see that and try to make some sort of bullshit of uh oh what if Floyd was twenty three when Canelo fought him right now Floyd would still beat Canelo right now if if Floyd was a twenty three year old kid if he was still Pretty Boy Floyd in there with Canelo I mean it's uh it's crazy to think that people were, Still think like that in 2018. From as long as boxing historians go, from the likes of Bert Sugar and Harold Letterman or or or, or all those guys who they considered the dinosaur media. Now we got guys like Brennan Shabon, who is a new guy from MMA, running with Showtime, and we have uh, uh, the 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 analytics changing, and I think it's for better. Even though the some of them might be a little bit out there, but hey. For some people, like to to try to, I I don't know, man. I, I think that there's just it's just a it's just a hidden it's just a a, a cover up, wearing a mask to trying to be uh, as as fair, partial as they can be. But we see right through it, and for them to try to <laughs> let them beat around the bush, and we're just gonna keep it real over here. And whether they like it or not, that's what it's always been, and that's what it's gonna be. Uh, coming from me, Willa, Patty, Janelle, Syme, uh, D, Kevin Blatt, everybody that rocks with us to this day. From then, we'll let you know what it is, and we're gonna have some facts to put behind it. And if you can't, if you can't admittedly acknowledge some of the things that we put out there, then you're just a stand, a, a complete stand, and and for them to we we've seen some of these guys especially like when we were in la recently we've seen some of these guys who are the youtube bloggers and stuff like that kind of walk around with a strut thinking they're a big deal um i i would never i would never allow myself or if we were somewhere together for us to be walking around looking down on people almost like that it's just not going to happen like that we are one with the people and the people are one with us is we have people cooling with us and 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 all that good stuff, and I like it that way i don't like I don't want us to ever be considered any kind of a sell or or working on some publishment bullshit for uh a a hidden agenda driven type of uh uh let's say a promoter or a company or things like that so I'm glad we could come here and say what it really is and pretty much call out some other dudes when it's not <laughs> what they're saying is complete. Bullshit. So, um, I got your back one hundred percent. Even though we're, we're we're making the the one hundred percent correct sense of of what Canelo's doing and and what Canelo's doing. Not to get it twisted, is everyone knows I'm not the biggest Canelo fan whatsoever. But hey, you're doing it the right way. Get your money, do what you got to do, and not only that, you you fought the guy that everyone said he was scared to fight twice. So I got no problem with what Canelo's doing as far as how he's conducting his business. Now, one guy in Anthony Joshua. Can't hate on his money and all that good stuff, but like you said, he doesn't have the same type of pedigree or d- not the same type of resume and things like that. So you know, always got the old for on his resume, but that's different when you're talking about Canelo and Floyd. Um, but for the rest of those guys out there, they'll put themselves to rest and uh, they'll, they'll 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 fall in their own traps as people who can admittedly acknowledge the way things really are for what it is. And, you know, they'll set their own traps and fall on it. And whether they whether they can recover from that or not, that's on them. But as of for you and the Outsiders Boxing podcast over here, what we got going on with everybody rocking with us, we're going to do what we've been doing for the last five years. And we'll let those other suckers get twisted up in their words and have to end up explaining themselves down the road for something that they said where you could kind of Put a compilation of some sound bites with them almost arguing with themselves over some nonsense. So we ain't worried about them, and this ain't no, this ain't no shots unless we really got to shoot. But as of right now, it's we just keeping it real from how we always did. So it's just basically shooting from the hip, so to speak. But I'm with you, Will. I got your back, and you already know what time it is with those guys. And that's why I say some of the most miserable boxing fans, are, or miserable sports fans, are in the sport of boxing because. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's on their one side of the fence, and they don't even want to look over to see what the other side's like, so I'm glad we don't have those same issues around here, man
2: oh yeah and and hey, if we do get the publishing and all that all that those checks, hey, I'm gonna take the check but I'm gonna let you know the check's been taken, you know what I'm saying, and we're still gonna keep it real that's it that's all it is, you know people are human beings they're gonna have they're gonna be they're gonna slant one way or another. It's just, you know, just call, just be able to admit, admit what you're doing. Don't put your your shortcomings on somebody else because we all have shortcomings. I don't need your shortcomings, you know, keep those to yourself. Don't put them on me.
1: No, definitely, man, definitely. And I'm with you on that, bro. So uh, we, we got an understanding around here, and everybody else knows what time it is. So that's why I love it over here. But, We'll leave that at that, unless we got another time that we gotta address the situation like this, and then we really gonna let some rounds off. But as for right now, um, yeah, gonna get ready and enjoy the rest of this day. See what's going on, maybe get some lunch right now and and uh, and just relax, man. So this Monday game comes on and see what's going on for the rest of the day. But Willa, what you got lined up for the rest of this one, man? Before we uh, come in contact yet again on the airways on Wednesday.
2: Oh man, I'm gonna um, figure out. I'm gonna figure out how to uh, take that that little segment out and post it on on YouTube. We're taking shots. I think we're going for a mass takeover starting today. RC, you know th- these guys. They sort of. I just don't understand people. So we're gonna try to take it to the streets. We're gonna try to see what kind of war we can get started. Oh, with. So I hope you're ready for this. We're gonna. I'm gonna oh, try to see what yeah. I can do. We'll see. We'll see. I be I I just smoked too sweet, so I might calm down a little later on, but we'll see how it goes. But as of now, I'm about to go hoop, go get my seed, and we're gonna we're just gonna chill, man. Like I said, it's a little chilly out here. Uh barely won my fantasy league. So I gotta I'm I'm at five hundred, so I'm, I'm but I'm still fighting for first place and a bye in my division. So if I can get my next win, um, I'll be looking good. I barely won with Barely getting 100 points. Good thing I, I I was going against the worst guy in the league. So we're going to see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, talk to you on Wednesday about this, this um, big big fight. I've put in quotation marks big fights that you're talking about. The zone ain't had no big fight. Big Baby Miller ain't no goddamn big fight. Gabrielle Rosado uh, ain't no big fight. But it might be all right fights. You might talk about some all right fights coming up on Saturday.
1: Yeah, you're right about that, man. You're right about that. Um, it, it's going to be probably some fun field events, more so than That the fighters that would be on there. But, hey, if we're going to take some shots, like you said, let me know. I will be right there with you in the thick of the fire. If uh, if you're going to start off like Cap, I'm going to be like Eric Reed right next to you in the battlefields. And I guarantee you, anybody that wants to get into some some shots with us, if they want to shoot something back, the clip ain't long enough to try to go with a guy like you or me. So if we need to put some dudes on blast, then that's what we're going to do. And if they got a problem with it, then we could uh we could see what time it is when the time comes. But as of for the rest of the day, I'm going to go get me something to eat right now. Um, enjoy the rest of the day as far as, uh, you know, the uh, football games got coming on. Then uh probably check out some wrestling later on and just kick it until I gotta get ready for the work day tomorrow and things like that. Um but yeah, looking forward to the preview show on Wednesday, um and everything we got coming up. Gotta clean up the crib a little bit. A little bit of a, a little bit of a messy mess here from the last few days, uh with the folks and all that. So uh looking to have a productive Monday and uh wanna send everybody out here with a uh with a nice little American theme song for everybody in the Veterans Day weekend that happened. Much respect again to those who um, who had put on the camo, even to those with the gear in the rear, so to speak. Everybody who uh, has a loved one that is still with us today or in memory, want to give a big shout out to them because there's a reason why this country is the greatest country in the world, and I wouldn't be anywhere else rather than the United States of America. So we're going to let this one play off here for about a good two minutes and send this one out. But I wish you have a, a really good rest of your day. And I will holler at you on Wednesday, my man, but keep in touch with me because if we got to get some shots going off today, I'm ready to go whenever. So uh, until next time, my man, and the Outsiders Boxing Podcast family, I'm RC from the San Joaquin Valley in Central California section. My man D. Willow Wilson coming from Houston, Texas. Janelle coming from the East Coast side of things. And we'll be back with y'all sooner rather than later. Outside of Boxing Podcast, folks. And we are.
0: Mom, I love you. War, war, war. P.O.P. I die. War, war, war. I